Welcome to Made in Africa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Made in Africa podcast. And what a week it's been. Morocco made history by becoming the first African side to reach the semi-finals of the World Cup after seeing off Spain and Portugal before the Atlas Lions were beaten by France on Wednesday. We'll be joined by Moroccan journalist Abdallah Arab to reflect on their historic run and what the future might hold for Walid Regrari's side. But first, it's time to welcome my esteemed co-host, Rahman Osman. Are you getting used to the cold back in England after your time with the <laughs> mate? It's pretty yeah, crazy. I, it's crazy out here. I mean, it's, the contrast is amazing because I, I left the middle of the desert and straight away down to the snow in London. But it's lovely. That's why we do this, isn't it? I mean, to, to be able to experience both the heat and the cold, the warmth and the comfort that comes with all these things. It's an amazing period, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I, it was a real shock for me having been in Senegal and then kept coming back to the UK and then it, you know, slowly getting colder and colder. But yeah, I mean, you must have had, you sounds like you had an amazing time in Qatar. 20 matches you went to, which beat, we were saying earlier, it beats the 18 that I managed in South Africa in. 2010 it's, but what it, an experience it's, it's only possible because this is the one and only world cup which was had in one city so all the eight stadia were in doha and you could basically go anywhere within half an hour and so you could do two games and even during the group stages it was sometimes possible to do three games and so yeah i did everything every game in for england every game for ghana every game for france every game for brazil so you'd oh, wow. see that there were a lot of games you could put together. It was amazing. It was an incredible World Cup. I mean, there were issues and there have been issues that we still need to speak about. But on the field of play, the excitement and the, the experience, even from reporters who are seasoned, who've done different World Cups, say this was one of the really, really, really best World Cups. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been great to watch with the action on the pitch. Um, yeah. And I was just going to ask you, is there any uh, particular moment that you'll always remember from being there, no, aside from Ghana, Uruguay? Because obviously that's a bad memory for you. No, I mean, listen, there's a place for those who, who've been to Doha before. There's a place called Shuk Wakif. It was the best place I'd ever seen people show joy after Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in that mm -hmm. first group opener. I tell you what, yeah, Saudi, so where England was based, there was a place called Al-Wakra, which is like 45 minutes drive away from Saudi Arabia. So most of them came into Doha from Al-Wakra. And when they won that game, in fact, it seemed the whole world stopped in that place called Shukwakif. And it's a very popular place in Doha. And there I saw the spirit of a nation that had just devoured. And so many, many stories that have come together to make this World Cup really, really interesting. The trains, this is the first time in my life I'd been on a train underground where I could get Wi-Fi, where it was like sitting in your hall or your living room. The mm. metros were unbelievable. The speed at which they went, the timeliness at which they went. And even the people, sometimes I thought they were even extremely too nice and trying to impress, but they did put up their part and it's lovely. And then the final thing I'll say is that for Metro, actually anybody, the most popular saying in Doha is Metro this way. You kept hearing it all the time <laughs> because they had volunteers pointing to you where you could go. Immediately they saw you were here for the World Cup or a foreigner. 
amazing. Yeah, oh, it sounds brilliant. And from Africa's point of view, it was, you know, a brilliant tournament. Um, the last time we were on, we were previewing England against Senegal and Morocco against Spain in the in the last 16. Obviously, that was after a record-breaking group stage for African teams. Uh, no. And, and it, you think maybe the perception of, of African teams and also maybe the confidence among the, the, the African nations is going to be different from going forward after this. I mean, we'll get we'll yeah. talk about Morocco with, with Abdullah in a, in a bit, but just overall. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I mean, one of the things that a lot of people will remember this World Cup also for was the upsets, the group stage, I mean, cause. I mean, Cameroon beat Brazil. That was unthinkable at the starting of the competition. It's, it's unreal to get Cameroon beat Brazil. Morocco, we will talk about. But they topped the group that had, I mean, Belgium in it, that had Croatia in it. That should tell you. Yeah, you understand. It's, no, it's, it's stuff great, like this, and for the African perspective, if and not Tunisia for anything, France, of course, as well. Yeah, exactly. And Tunisia beating France, and the fact that the ceiling again has been smashed by an African country, all in the history of the World Cup, African teams had always made it, or African teams, the best they've ever done was get to the uh, quarterfinal stage. This time, an African team made the last four, so that's the ceiling that's been smashed. Yeah, and for, that's that's something that will never go away in the history book. It will forever be made as the team that obviously made it the first time to get to the semi-finals. And kudos to Morocco. Mm, definitely, and I have to admit, I, I, it was a very uh, heartwarming moment. I, I shed a tear actually at the end of the Morocco game. Just thought back to yeah. the three quarterfinals before it was, you know, Cameroon nineteen ninety, Senegal two thousand and two. And of course, Ghana in 2010, and just that, that you know, it all came in that moment when when they won, and the, the joy that the players showed on the pitch. Yeah, really memorable. I'll never, I'll never forget that. It was, it was fantastic. And, and it was. Just, just looking ahead to the final, then quickly, who who do you fancy? Obviously, uh, it's being billed as Messi v Mbappe, um, and uh, I, yeah, I, I think for me, I think France probably the the, the slight favourites, but. Argentina seem to be on a bit of a mission. Yeah, no, Argentina are fighters. That's the thing. I mean, one of the things I took away from Martinez, the very tiny centre-back who plays for um, Manchester United, he said something that was quite really interesting. He said they were going to go to war for Lionel Messi. So even though they're playing for Argentina, they're going to go to war for Lionel Messi. But you're right, France have been there before and they just seem to know how to, to grind out very important results. They weren't that convincing against England. They certainly were, weren't that convincing against Morocco. But they keep on winning. And, and just a moment of brilliance and spark from somebody like Mbappe just to change the direction. And in Olivier Giroud, they have an old fox that, that provides something that maybe Argentina haven't been provided with, like the, the, the aerial threat and the damage he can cause from there. But it's an interesting World Cup. It, it, it's it's I, I would say it's really poised up in a way where both teams have almost 50-50% chance and the details will be from the bench and maybe a moment of magic either from Mbappe or from Lionel Messi. So it's hard to call. My heart says France, but my head says Argentina. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. And, and really, it's also probably a battle for player of the tournament, isn't it, between those two? Uh, I mean... Is it, is no, it, for me, no? the player of the tournament is Griezmann. It don't matter. Okay. Antoine yeah, Griezmann, shot. a lot of people thought he was 
done and he was wasted at Barcelona. But to reinvent himself, come to the World Cup and play the role he's playing at the World Cup and lead France to the final is unreal. And for me, yes, obviously, Messi and Mbappe will be obvious, but Griezmann has taken up the role of Kante and Pogba and made it into one and it's really flourishing. Mm. Yeah, it's just a, it's a shame, isn't it? Morocco for for a few minutes they look like they they could be they could be rocking France, but you know Griezmann and, and Mbappe showed their class in the end. And yeah. But yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great final, and uh, we shall see what happens. Okay, now it's time to welcome our special guest Abdella Arab, who owns the Moroccan football website AlmarasadPro.com. Hi, Abdullah. It's a pleasure to have you on Made in Africa. How do you reflect on what's been an amazing few weeks for Morocco? Yeah, it was... Uh, we realised that we made a great achievement already um, by reaching the semi-final with our uh, Moroccan uh, coach and our players who are doing well in this, in this, in this competition. Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing few weeks. I mean, they, they, did, they certainly did... The country proud. It's it's something that you you couldn't have expected before the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it comes after hard work. You know, you, you can't do that with miracles. You know, you have to 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 work hard and and all the players did that and the coach too. Is even though he just he just joined the Morocco uh, team just uh, two months before the competition, but I think everyone did uh, so well and. It was really a great achievement. We enjoyed that here in Morocco. We just want more, more wins, you know. Yeah, of course. And what was it? What was it like in Morocco? You're in Casablanca, is that right? No, I'm in Agadir in South. Oh, you're in Agadir. Okay. And and, and what? So what was it yeah. like? What What was the mood on the uh, on on the streets like? Uh, you know, on, on the semi final. Yeah, it's like it's like the same in all Morocco, even in Casablanca, even small small cities or small towns. You know, everyone is coming out celebrating it, and you know. But it's really a big, uh, uh, a big uh, there's a big party in, in big cities. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think it does for Morocco as a country as well? You know, just beyond the football, just you know, putting uh, everybody on the spotlight on on the the country, and uh, thanks to thanks to the, the performances of the players. Yeah, it's a, a great achievement for Morocco, and uh, it was really after four years of uh, playing uh, the World Cup in Russia after twenty years of the absence, and uh, it, it shows the quality of, of uh, Moroccan football. And uh, we already did good with with, uh, with our uh, Morocco clubs in Africa competitions. Uh, with uh, we did wins the Champions League and. But we did something for, we want something for uh, our national team, you know, and it was really great result uh, in, in Qatar, yeah. Mm. And what's, what's next then? The manager of, obviously has only been there for a little bit of time, uh, you know, since the end of August. And it's been an unbelievable start to his time at Morocco. Do you think he wants to stay and, you know, try and win the African Nations Cup next? Is that the next, is that, is that the next thing on the agenda? Yeah, um, I think the uh, the goal for the federation was the uh, was for the next uh, Africa Cup of Nations, you know. But there is no uh, 
like promises for uh, the World Cup. You know, it's just to go and 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 participate and whatever it happens, it's okay. But we are working on we are working hard on for the uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. We have to do well there. We have to to bring that cup to Morocco. It's long time since we won it. So that's the goal for our federation, the next uh, Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, it's been a very long time, hasn't it? Uh, since 1976? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? 1976? Since 70s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, but for, for, the, for the manager, uh, Walid Regrui, do you think that there's a, a, a temptation maybe to... It, it, there's going to be some, some clubs, I'm sure, that will be interested in him. Do you think that there might be a bit of a temptation to to go and have a look at working for a club for a bit, or do you think he's he's really devoted to Morocco? You mean after the World Cup? Yeah. Now, do you think he may have some, some job offers from you know like maybe in the Premier League or you know in, in League? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, when he said that he just like to to you know to uh, how can I say that. Uh, to show the quality of the uh, African African coaches, you know, so uh, that uh, we can, he can he can he can even uh, play in uh, other big leagues, you know, like in Europe. They just have to trust on the, the African coaches. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think he would be pretty successful, wouldn't he, if he tried? Do you think he has got ambitions to do that? Well, it's, it's his first. Uh, I think it's his first. Uh, he never, he never trained with uh, with national teams. He just worked with with, uh, with with clubs. You know, it was his his first experience, and he did well. And so I think he he is going to continue to continue that with the Morocco national teams. Yeah, let's hope for so. next years. I think. Yeah, let's hope so because you know he's obviously you know building something very 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 good. And um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of players as well with you, if you. If you don't mind, uh, Sofian Amrabat, everybody's talking about him. Yeah. What I mean, what a tournament he had, uh, and that you know that tackle on Mbappe when he chased chased him all the way back and 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 won the ball back. It was just absolutely breathtaking. What do you think, sir? Next yeah. to him, do you, do you think he may be coming to the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing in this uh, in this uh, this tournament, and I think uh, already many clubs. Uh, uh, showed some interest about him, and uh, he said that uh, in his recent uh, uh, comments, he said that he is going to to focus on Fiorentina team, and he he appreciate the uh, some clubs' interest. Now he just want to focus on Fiorentina. It's, I think he will do well in Premier League. You know, mm. he's he plays strong, and he's. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's the main man in the midfield. We had that problem in the after the retirement of Al Ahmadi and uh, Abu Sufa. We just said we is going to replace them, but he did really well in the in the midfield. Mm. Yeah, and what what do you think? Do you think he's good enough to play for a really big Premier League club? I mean, yeah, I mean, he showed that he was uh, at the World Cup. But perhaps you know, really, I think Tottenham have been linked with him. Yeah, he 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 already showed some great skills. You know, he he could play for big big clubs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and um, and the the other player that really caught the eye uh, in midfield was Azdin Unahi, who obviously was was a standout performer. Um, and he's at Angers in in France, uh, homegrown yeah. American player. And yeah, he was he was absolutely amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, he did, uh, he did really well, and uh, and uh, he also there's uh, almost some uh, interest from other clubs, like in in England, in Spain, 
and uh, that he, and I think he won't, he won't cost so much. Mm. But uh, uh, I think he will not stay at Angers next year. I think at least. Yeah, I'm, I think that there's quite a few clubs that will be that will be really looking, yeah. for, especially maybe in January. But the issue is sometimes yeah. with the World Cup uh, transfer fees can can be yeah. you know really yeah, blown up just because of people's performances. And yeah, and, and another another player that really caught the eye as well was was Buffal. Obviously, English yeah. Premier League fans will remember him from Southampton. Um, yeah, and he he is such a good player, isn't he? On when he's when he's on form. Yeah, Buffal. Yeah, he did well, and uh, he already played in Southampton. Yeah, in the first with uh, I think uh, Lille. Yeah, he was with Lille before moving to to Southampton. Yeah. He's a very skilled. He's a talented player, and he make more uh, more solutions in the uh, as a winger. He was really a good player too for uh, for Morocco in this competition. Even though uh, even though the uh, Angie was suffering in the bottom of the of the uh, first league, you know they don't uh, play well this year. But uh, well, on the hand, oh, and Buffal really did well in this competition. Yeah, is there any other players that you thought were really good for Morocco that stood out? Obviously, Hakimi and Bono, the goalkeeper, uh, were, were, were brilliant too. But anybody else you'd like to mention? Ah, yeah, and there is two, but they didn't play like uh, in Hanus. He's playing in Belgium. He's still young. He's he's doing great in in, in Belgium. There is also uh, Zaruri. Yeah. Zaruri, who is playing for Burnley in, in England, but they didn't get a chance in this competition. But there are really some young uh, talent. I just uh, wish to see them in the against Croatia yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and it's, so the future is looking very good for Morocco. And, yeah. And, and obviously the, the, the news um, coming out of uh, the, the World Cup today as well, um, that the, the Club World Cup is going to be held in Morocco in 2023. So that's an important yeah. step for the country as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We had, we had already had that in 2012 and 2013, I think. Yeah, it's pretty... yeah with, um, and Rosa Casablanca did well here, and they played a final against Bayern Munich. And I just wish that um, I don't uh, maybe with that Casablanca will be participating in this in this time. Uh, I think uh, with the, all the fans they have here with that Casablanca, I, I just wish to to repeat uh, what what Raja did last time. Mm, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it's going to be a new format, thirty-two team event that FIFA announced uh, on Friday. Yeah. So it should be quite interesting. But the the bigger picture yeah. is um, the bid to host the World Cup in 2030 yeah. with with Spain and Portugal. Um, what do you think about that? That would be that would be pretty cool. What, yeah, uh, I don't think it's official yet, but I, it would be a great uh, opportunity too to to hold the uh, the World Cup with Spain and Portugal. Yes, because uh, Morocco have got a, a long history of of bidding for World Cups, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. There's there's been quite a few in the past um, that that have. We did that many, yeah, we did that many times, but unfortunately, we we haven't got the chance to to you know to host it. But with Spain and Portugal, I think we will have a chance to do so. Yeah, let's hope so because that would be so important for uh for to you know to build on this momentum from from the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think so, yeah. Definitely. Okay, listen, thank you very much, uh, Abdullah. It's been, it's been a pleasure to have uh, you on. And uh, thank, thank you for joining us on Made in Africa. You're welcome, mate. Thank you very much, too. Many thanks to Abdullah. It was really good to hear from him. I also spoke to Ossian Roberts, who spent two years as technical director of the Moroccan Football Federation and now works as the assistant manager of Crystal Palace. The level of investment into the infrastructure is um, yeah. is fantastic, you know, and, and sets the, the bar for the continent in terms of, you know, what's required in terms of uh, to, to develop the, the players and the coaches of the future. So the infrastructure investment, you know, is absolutely key. Um, of course, then it's about um, the, the player pathway. Yeah. You know, finding the players who play in their own localities that don't even perhaps play with clubs. You know, that play on the streets, play on the uh, on the beaches and so on, which they do. You know, twenty four hours a day. So yeah. it's how to recruit those. So the uh, the structure within the regional leagues now and within the clubs. Is um is much better into because you know the we we the federation works with the with the clubs to develop these aspects mm. and then of course you you need the 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 right level of coaching mm. for for these young players so you know the facilities is to say that you know the national uh, technical centre you know ultimately is just buildings and fields you know and what will dictate the level of success in the country will be the people that come into these into these uh, centres, you know, and having the right environment and the right culture, mm. you know, to develop uh, the players of the future, sort of thing. So, you know, if you have, you know, those three pillars of the player development pathway with the recruitment, if you have the right infrastructure, which they do, and you can get the right level of educated coaches working with a with the young players, then you know you you have most of the ingredients required in order to you know develop and sustain what they have. I, you know, I think I did an article maybe a couple of years ago when I when I left the federation that yeah. it should be a nation that should be comfortably in the top twenty yeah. in the FIFA ranking. Well, funnily enough, you know, I spoke to Jalal, who you who you spoke to. Right, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, mentioned yeah, that to yeah, me, yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, right, you know, yeah. And I just felt that the level of ambition needed to be raised, you yeah. know, and an expectation of being in the top 20 because the, you know, there's, a, there's uh, as I said, about the infrastructure, about the talent that exists in the country, you know, and therefore... You know, being outside, because, of course, having worked with, with Wales for a long, long time as technical director and assistant mm. manager of the national team for almost 10 years, you know, we went from 117 in the world to eighth in the world, you know, mm. uh, in, the, in those early years, and then managed to sustain it, stay in the top 20 with a population of just over 3 million. We were able to sustain that with good planning, good succession planning, you know, a good sort of uh, strategy and a vision of where we wanted to go to, but also making sure that, you know, when we qualified for the Euros in 2016, that it wouldn't be a one-off, that yeah. it would be, it, would, it was sustainable, you know. So in order to do that and then qualify for the next Euros, 
miss out in the last game to qualify for the last World Cup in 2018 and then qualify for this World Cup. We qualified for three of the major tournaments out of four. Yeah. You know, having not qualified for, for over 60 years. Yeah, it's a great achievement. You know, so yeah. sustainability is the key. Thing. Yeah. You know, you can be lucky once, but, you know, to qualify and, you know, for major tournaments for a country like Wales and stay in the top 20, you know, for a number of years is what our secondary aim was, having qualified for the first time. So, yeah. you know, I always say, like, as the coach, the head coach of the national team is planning for the next six games. You know, he has to win now. You know, the technical director is planning for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, so uh, to to underpin and to to ensure that it's, it's sustained success. And, and likewise for Morocco now, you know, yeah. um, this can't be... Uh, a one-off, you know. There's, it's important that the ambitions and the aspirations, you know, are high. You know, the bar has been set. You know, and now it's important that you know that they win an African Cup of Nations. They mm. regularly qualify for World Cups and quite get out of the groups into knockout stages. Because when you look at Morocco with 40 million population, a football mad country. You know, there is no, and with everything that exists there in terms of the support, you know, from the top yeah. and, and throughout the, the country, then, you know, there is no reason why it can't be, you know, I said top 20 at the moment, they're in the top four yeah, exactly. <laughs> in terms of this World Cup. But in terms of realistically, you know, they should comfortably be uh, in the top 20 moving forward. <laughs>